0: G'day Rabideau members and fans, it's Keith McCraw here, chairman of the Juniors Group of Clubs. Just want to let you know that uh, since the government's uh, relaxed the, uh, the laws where all three clubs are up and trading, all of our restaurants are operating, we've got light entertainment on Saturday and Sunday nights. And of course, if you can't, if you're not along, among the lucky ones to get to the stadium, there's no better place to come along and cheer for the Rabideaus than, than any one of our clubs. Hope to see you there soon. Cheers.
1: Rabido's Radio podcast Grant Chapel, Steve Maven, and Darren Brown. Chaps is red hot here, so my phone was running hot there for a while, but. Could you catch him? Well,
2: only if I got a bit of a start. (laughs) It's great for
3: Rugby League, but more importantly, it's great for the mighty Rabido.
1: Welcome to another edition of Rabido's Radio. My name is Grant Chapel. I'm joined by two former Rabbitohs, Darren Brown, Steve Maven. What's doing, boys? Hello, chaps. Hello, Brownie. Yeah, good day, boys. How are we all? Yeah, not too bad. It's we're been we... a
3: good week. We, we, we've had a win.
2: Oh,
1: we've yes. had a win, yeah. We've got a pep in our step. There's no doubt about that. We're back. Yeah, we're back, 100%.
2: And what have you been doing? Oh, I had a hit of golf today with my mate Riggers. We played at the Coast in the Tuesday Open Comp, and our two partners were Bretton Speed and Daniel garb and brenton speed he calls the footy on fox speedy speedy yep. yeah you get, he oh, works yeah. with, yeah. yeah. with brave a bit and and then but garby he's quite a well-known fox presenter as well he does a lot of the soccer and he was overseas as a correspondent and yeah they're both good blokes both play good golf and i featured him on mavo's golf blog i might share that on the episode web page a little video i did of our day and Garby has been moved on by Fox, I believe, but he started his own podcast and I'll give it a shout out. It's called Greats with Garby and he's had Mila Yeninak on, oh, yeah. Shane Heal, the hammer. Yeah. Oh yeah, the basketball. Uh, does yeah. interviews with him. So he's yeah. not really in competition to us. Yeah. So if you're looking for another Aussie podcast interviews, check that one out and I'll put a link to that on our episode webpage as well. How'd you hit him? Not too bad, I feel like I've made a little bit of progress, Yeah. thanks to Greg Green, the pro at the coast. Yeah, you got a lesson, didn't you? I had a hit down at Sussex Inlet on Saturday and the coast last weekend, yeah, a little bit of progress, still need a lot of work, but feeling better about it.
3: I actually dusted the clubs off and played nine holes myself today. Did you? Yeah, Royal Botany with me two boys, Jaden and Tyler. Geez, you kept that a Yeah, well, mate, the way I hit them, you don't want to tell me too many people. Okay, yeah, fair (laughs) enough.
1: Raw botany, eh? Yeah. Oh, I'm doing the um workplace elections at the moment. Boys, I'm the returning officer in the rank and file of the of the union down there, boys. So I haven't stopped. So yeah. We gotta vote. I've got to be up at tomorrow We're at uh four thirty. Right, so what is the Time is it now? Eleven PM. So all right, boys, I might do a a big recap of this show. We've got a giant show. It's a Jason Clark edition. We've got Rabbitohs News. We're gonna recap that big win over the Titans. We've got the Jason Clark interview. Remembering a Rabbitoh, Rabbitoh of the Week and NRL News. We're going to preview that Warriors Clash, boys. Yep. Uh, the big one there, 6pm Friday night. Big show. Let's uh, uh, let's get started. Yeah, we'll get started. and we will get a few shout-outs. Are you, Mova? Um, yep, the shout-out's
2: brought to you by Export Freight Systems. And first one, I'd just like to shout-out to all our loyal listeners, everyone listening now. You are the best and you are the reason we keep making the podcast. So thanks to everyone out there. Also, chaps from Rabbitohs Radio. We've started a hashtag and you would have heard... Chaps on the Zoom press conferences during the week. He did one where... He's
3: doing a fantastic job, Chaps. Great
2: job. Oh, I'm just winging it, mate. Doing my best, mate. Oh, yeah.
3: you're getting out there, mate, and uh, you're getting a bit of a profile.
2: Yep, and you made Wayne smile when you said, Chaps from Rabado's Radio, and he had a little smile on his face. Yeah, you might know my voice now. I've done it three weeks in a row. and Yeah, so and that's good. And you've asked some good questions. They've been used on Triple M and also on Fox League. So you're asking good questions of the team. Campbell Graham, Damian Cook, Tom Burgess... And you're fitting in there nicely. We,
1: we want to pump their tyres up. We don't want any negative thoughts in our players' heads. We want to pump their tyres up and, uh, and give them a wrap when, when they deserve it, boys.
2: 100%. Yeah, definitely.
1: And, and I interviewed uh, Damien Cook today. I had a couple of questions. And, um, yeah, he, he sounds like he's pretty pumped up. I, I, I just just listening to his body language, I don't think we're going to see James Roberts for a couple of weeks, boys. I'm just going to throw that out there. I just yeah. I just didn't get a feeling. Yeah, that that he'll be around. I don't think he's quite ready, and I don't think it's got anything to do with fitness. I, I think I don't think I think mentally he's still got a, a little few demons to sort out, boys. Yeah. Well, mm. he's named his twentieth man. And, and you know what, mental health. We've got to give him all the time in the world. Don't put pressure on him at there, fence. Let let him get there.
3: Boy, that's my shout out, and it's uh, it's to all the men out there. It's actually Men's Health Week. Okay. So I don't know if you know, boys, but men make up approximately seventy five percent of who take their own lives in, in Australia, 75%. So it's a huge number of men take their own lives. So please, if you are struggling, reach out to a friend, a family member, a professional, to anyone out there. At eight weeks to speak, put your hand up.
1: Yep. Indeed. And, and
3: there's all also... Your men out there.
2: There's also Lifeline and a sponsor of our show is Rise Foundation Rice Australia. Foundation. And they're yeah. another good contact point if you are struggling. They yeah. will help you out immensely.
1: Definitely, and in, and in particular, in the times we're in right now, pretty, um, pretty strange times the last six months. Yeah, um, and that's right around the world, and that, that's off the back of a lot of different things. At the I, I know
3: we talk about it, we talk about it a fair bit on the show. Yeah, and I believe it's very warranted because it's uh, it's a big issue out there, um, and you know, you don't know what's going on in people's lives.
1: Yeah, but at the same yeah. time, if you do see someone you think struggling, don't go you on their back and back and to, to your other mates. No, go up, go to right, right up to them and ask them. Yeah, are you all right, mate? Yeah, you know, just, just that that might go a long way. You know, like some some people I, probably might be waiting for someone to ask. You know, I
3: just go off track a little bit here. I, I feed the homeless. I, well, we haven't done it for quite some time now because of the the situation that we're in, and I feed the homeless, and a lot of the homeless out there, uh, they're not worried about the food that we give them. They just want talk to people. They just want That's a right. they just want a conversation. So you know, it's still normal, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, just have a chat, pick up the phone and call someone.
1: Yep. Well, I might do a shout out, boys, to to my cousin. You probably heard me mention when we we're talking about players' numbers played first grade. And I, and I said I think my uncle Ray Ebb played. So I rang his um, son Mitchell. who was it uh, was a bloody handy player in his own right, and his brother was Martin who played first grade in, yep. in And anyway, Ray did play first grade. But not for the Rabbitohs. He played for Manly, boys. He played a couple of games for Manly. Scored a try and kicked five goals. The Silver Tales. The Silver Tiles. And, and he actually uh, put me on to another family member, my uh, my great-uncle. So my grandfather's brother, Ernie Singles. Well, well yeah, he had a half-decent career there, boys. He played 24 games for the Mighty Rabbits in 1940s. I think it was 41 right through to 43. And he played... Cricket for New South Wales as well, wow. believe it or not. Unreal. Yeah. That's uh, there's a bit of um, South Sydney blood in the in and, my and family. family. That's on my mum's side, the singles yeah. side. Yeah, yeah. And, Scotty, and also my other Scotty uncle, Scotty singles, great yeah.
2: Scotty, yes. Yeah.
1: My auntie in Queensland, her husband, he uh, he's Rabbitoh number five eighty nine. By the way, Ernie singles is Rabbitoh number two seventy six. Boys, yep. And uh, he played three first grade games and twenty reserve grade games for the Rabbits, and he played about a dozen for Western Suburbs Magpies in sixty eight. So you didn't Johnny know. Kearns.
3: You didn't know none of this, chaps, until you just did, done some research. I did, but I just
1: never really. I never thought to check it up on the almanac. Cause yeah. we st- I think back in the '90s, everything was on books, and I remember looking on books and seeing um, information on. Um, I thought I would seen something on Ray, but anyway, I couldn't yeah. find that book. And my auntie also said what her memories of John playing for the Rabbitohs is. He was uh, a big man on the swinging arm. He knocked a few people out and got sent off a lot of times. <laughs> so, well, uh, that was the era he, of that. And, <laughs> and I thought to myself, yeah, well, we, we saw a pretty good coat hanger last year from um, Dean Britt, boys, didn't we? Yeah, we yeah, did. We did yeah. On an unnamed uh, Wentworth Field player. I can't remember who that was, but he got uh, he got marched pretty quick, boys. Did down muck that, around. Down
3: there at Redfern Oval?
1: Yeah, there you go. Johnny Kearns, they're still doing it down there at Redfern. Yep. Yep. Shout out to you. And I'm going to send this episode up to, to my uncle. And by the way, boys... He shares a birthday with Latrell Mitchell. It's his birthday today too. Yep. Happy birthday, Uncle Johnny. His nickname's Comanche. Yep, and a yep. big happy Is birthday it's to Latrell as well. Yep. Happy birthday, Latrell. He's a, he's a mate of Johnny Sattler's up there. Uh, John, Johnny Cairns. Oh, good yeah. stuff. Yep, yeah, and what a game he had. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the Another show. Another quick one. I bought a ticket to the NRL Grand Final uh, 2014 when we made it, but I got as elicitors as I know. I got a start in the box, so I had a spare ticket. Uncle John flew down and took my ticket and and went to the grand final with Dad and me brother and Cashy. Oh, good stuff. He loves the Rabbitohs, Johnny Kearns. Comanche. Comanche. That's him. Now we're going to go to Rabbitohs News, brought to you by the Juniors
2: Group of Clubs. Okay, so at the top of the show, we played a bit of audio that Keith McCraw gave us about the club opening. So, yeah, get up to the club and support them if you can, please. Now, also, they've released a song, Welcome Back, by the Robertson Brothers. We make a lot of parody songs for Ray Hadley on 2GB, and they're very clever. They also do them for the Continuous Call team. You would have heard them if you've listened to that show at all. Uh, they change the words, but they also sing incredibly well. They're good musicians, and they've actually got a, like a 60s show. Anyway, they made a song for the juniors from the theme Welcome Back, Cotter. You
3: know, Welcome back. Welcome back, Cotter. Yeah, <laughs> the the Sweat Hotter Gang. Yeah, the, the Sweat Hotter Gang.
2: Yeah, so geez, uh, you're a good singer. Right? Some of the, do you remember that show, chaps? Welcome back, Cotter. <laughs> yeah, uh, welcome, back, welcome,
3: welcome back, welcome back, welcome back.
2: It started a young John Travolta as Vinnie Barbarino, and also a character called Arnold Horshack. He was quite memorable as well.
3: Mr. Cotter, you know, Mr. Cotter, he was a former sweat hog himself. That's why he got on with all his students so well.
2: Oh yeah, Gabe he, Cotter.
3: He was one of them wise cracking, underachieving students. Yes. And um, yeah, no, it was a great show.
2: Yeah, so we've gonna we've shared that on our website webpage, and we're also gonna use some of the
1: audio of that throughout the show, in our breaks. And uh, we had some signing news, boys. Yes, some we pretty did. big signing news there. Looks like they cleared the decks there. They let Brightson Goodwin, triff off to Cronulla. It might have been the plan all along, because a lot of these young guys were on development contracts. As you know, they weren't allowed to play till um, June thirty. Yeah. So looks like they've signed up Jackson Paulo. Uh, Lachlan Ilias, we've we've spoken about these blokes on the show. Blake Taff, we've spoken about um, him a fair bit, and Peter Mamazoulis, He he's, looks like he's a backup hooker. He might be the third string hooker he's in the club. A local, at the junior, local, local junior, local junior.
3: Taff and uh, Mamazoulis, Yeah, they're they're both local juniors. Yeah. We've actually seen a, a bit of um, Taff and, and Ilias in, in the charity shield. We're yet to see Jackson Paulo.
1: Oh, I've seen a bit of Jackson Paul over oh yeah, yeah, the the seen yeah, him. but, but not well, in first grade. Yeah, though, but no. it won't
3: be long until um, he'll be getting his opportunity. But um, look, the whole four of them, they're, they're great talent and um, they've got a big career ahead of them.
2: Yeah, I hadn't heard much sure. about Pete, young Pete Mamazoulas, but he's apparently a 19 year old hooker who has represented Greece in some World Cup qualifiers. And he's obviously got some talent, boys, because we've got Damian Cook, we've got young. Uh, Josh Cook Josh Cook Cook as well And they've they've kept uh,
3: I think
1: he scored a few tries In that game too Didn't he He scored It's like he scored Nearly every try I think he played with The Greeks Seriously Maroubra Lions I think he played with Okay Yep so
2: All them boys We will get them on the show At different stages Because we love talking To the young talent From the Rabbitohs They've all got a story to tell You don't have to be A Jason Clark.
3: Well we've had Taffy on
2: Yeah we've had Taffy on There you go We'll get him back Once he makes his debut Definitely
1: Which will only be not far around the, down the track. No, Robert no, he, he's, a, he's a goer, mate. I reckon he's going to suit the, the speed of the game the way it is today, boys. Oh, he's tough. You love him, chaps, don't you? Oh, he's tough. So he would have been... The tough family, shout out to He you. loves
3: tough like I love Cameron.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm looking forward to seeing uh,
1: young Jackson uh, progress through because...
2: He's got some skill,
3: mate.
1: He's a good player. Eh? Well, he spoke well that day, didn't he, down there at Metricon? And, yes. Um, and obviously the reserve-grade coach... He gave him a big rap and said that he's got real rock star qualities. The way the way he did, he, yep. you know, Scored that one off the kickoff, Ben Rogers. That is sorry, yep. Benny Rogers. Yep. Benny yep. Rogers is he the one that wrapped him. Yeah. Yep. 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 So let's move on to the bunnies. We played well, boys.
2: Everyone was keen, and we completed our sets early. Now, last week on the show, me and you, Brownie, we called for it. Yeah. We said we can't be gift and possession. You mm. said it. I said it, chaps. You said it. Yeah. And that's what they did. And we heard that Latrell said that. Wayne was just saying,
1: complete, complete, complete. And that's what they go. did. 19 from 21, boys. First well, half. Basically,
3: that's we set the win up in the first half, didn't we? We yes. set it up in the first half. We were, we were clinical. Uh, we completed our sets. We scored it. I mean, we only scored one try in the second half, but we never were really in doubt of losing the game. We were always in control. A lot of yep. possession. The boys. Titans threw a little bit at us in the second half, but at the end of the day, you know, we we, we were good we just got to put it, you know, two halves together like, like the first one. and
2: So we were good, but the big talking point is Latrell Mitchell. He went so good. He scored the first try. Brownie, you called for that. That was your tip last week. But I called not, it. You weren't far well, off. But not only that, 12. and I spoke to you about this, chaps. He's, he's chiming in on the left and the right. Oh. Beautiful skills. Setting up tries. He's got it all. A tip on kid, the gay mate. guy. That, that was
1: pretty pretty classy. Wonderful. On the right hand yeah. side. It was beautiful. So. Like, like, um, like you
3: said, he, he scored, scored his first try for the club and, and well done. And... Probably many more to come. Um, he had a hand in several, several others, and you know he was just everywhere. He's putting himself into the game now, and hopefully that that'll give him a, a lot of confidence. I also thought Tom Burgess was outstanding. Uh, he run for over two hundred meters. I think Damien Cook, you know, got on the back of his his performance a, a little bit. I thought Cookie was a lot better, and and you know Cameron's always Cameron, and and the other front rower Totolo, I thought he went. He went well as well. So. He did. Couple of you know, couple of good performers there, and yep, you know we got to take it into next week now.
2: Yep, and also Cody's return, his kicking game, his skill, but the forwards laid the platform for that.
3: You know what he did do too, Cody. He took the he took the line on a couple of times. He got tackled with the ball. And a bit of talk yes, too. took them on, squared them up. You know, even if he gets tackled, so what? Play the ball quick, and then boom, cooks well, off. What, off yeah, what, what
1: stood out for me between him and Dargan is the mouth, mate. I seen him barking. Yeah, and and really getting up and his timing was out on a, on, a, on a on an occasion here and there, and, and that's going to be expected. But you, you give him another couple of weeks, and and a player like that, who's just a backyard football player, it's uh, I'm going to salivate. I'm just going to go back on Latrell, boys. Um, cop the battering uh, early in the year. He's not a fullback, He's not this. He's not fit. Um, I'm just going to read out a couple of stats here, boys. All right, uh, this is the whole NRL. Okay, he's first in t- sorry, he's fifth in tackle breaks in the NRL. Fifth in the tackle break. So he's not playing that He's not even at his and, peak and this form is, yet.
3: This is not for fullbacks, chap. This is for this everyone. This is for everyone in the yeah. NRL.
1: He's number one in line break assists. Number one in the game. And, and the other beautiful thing about it, boys, is he's uh, scored his first try for the Mighty Rabbits, boys.
2: Yeah, how good was that?
1: That one probably got missed in the wash up, but that yeah. was his first try yeah. for the Mighty Rabbits, and he's a prolific try scorer. And let's hope that's opened the floodgates. Eh? Yeah, and another thing I noticed, he was
2: hunting up the middle now like all good fullbacks do. At one stage, Cameron went to offload to him and he, he didn't it didn't come off, but he would have been away up the middle. It was, uh, so hunting that
1: ball up the middle, that's a great sign. He's
3: putting himself in the position now.
1: Well, and he's that, getting a little bit fitter. He's top five in tri-assist as well. There's one start off, I forget left. Tri-assist, yes. there's, two, there's a couple of very important statistics,
2: boys. Oh, bloody he's a, he's a skillful player. He's got all the skills and he's going to be great for us. And anyone who was doubting him at fullback, only needs to watch the replay the other night to see that in the short amount of time he's progressed a long way. Yeah,
3: it was always going to take time and I said that uh, you know from you know back in the charity shield when everyone was doubting him um I was sort of like you know I was probably one of the ones that was saying put him back to center and then, and then ease him into the role, but me and chap
2: stuck solid.
3: Yeah, well, look, look uh, right. i put I my hand knew up. Was and gonna, I knew, I was just, gonna I take I knew time. from
2: the start he was going to be a, a decent fullback. Mate, was, as long as he's out there, I'm happy. That's Mate. that's my opinion. But also, I'd like to mention Gags, Dane Gagai. We gave him a bit of a rev up, or oh, I sort of did last week. He stepped back in and
1: I'm glad you mentioned that. Scored yeah. a double Deserve the other night.
2: Saw the sideline, went for it. Yeah. Pinned his ears back. And scored a couple of meat pies. So good game, mate. You went well.
1: Plenty of yards too, mate. He, he, mate, he really deserves a rap, boys. Yeah. He caught a bit of flack from the fans with yep. um, uh, what well, he had four errors against Melbourne and a couple against the Roosters and um bounced back in a big way and a class play like that. That's what they do, Brownie. He's a finisher. He's a real effort player too, isn't he, Brownie?
3: Definitely, mate. He's um he gets in there and takes the hard carries as well. Oh yeah. So
2: yeah. Um, you know, and also our captain Renault. he had a great game. There's that. Try there where he it was right in front of him, and a lot of players would have been tempted to pick it up. He let it roll through for AJ on the wing, so that was good. He kicked six from six, but also he kicked 501 kick meters. So it's a sensational effort. Mm. I looked at the kick meters from the Titans; it was nowhere near that. So the things he does in the game, he's led his team around. So good on. He might be getting Urino. that
1: shaking that injury off. I think he wanted to carry an injury into the Roosters game. He just sort of. Yeah, uh, something about it. Then I'll tell you, not, another rap to um, not our player, but um, didn't Nash Taylor kick one well, of the two kicks he had was from right out in the sideline as well. Both kickers, it was eight from eight, mm. fantastic. Yeah, like, you know, like unbelievable kicking yeah, so, performance from both those players.
3: The most important stat, boys, eighty-five percent completion.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. That's, you, you that's, win. that's what
3: you've
2: got we to we do. Haven't, in we haven't gone game. anywhere near that this year. No. Have we? No, no, no. You win football games if you hold the ball, limit the penalties. What? Yeah. dominate possession.
1: Well, like Wayne said in the press conference, the game hasn't changed in his mind in terms of what needs to be done. It might be faster and the ball's in play longer, but if you complete high, um, your discipline's on point, you're going to go a long way to winning the game. Definitely, 100%. Right?
3: Okay, let's chuff off to another break here on Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Welcome back. To the place you love to hang out. Welcome back to that same old club
1: that you care about. Now we've got Jason Clark, brought to you by Rise Foundation Australia. Okay, Rabbitohs Radio Our listeners, got one of South Sydney's favourite sons, 2014 Premiership winner, all the way from the UK. Welcome to Rabbitohs Radio, Jason Clark.
0: G'day, boys. Uh, thanks for having me. Been looking forward to getting on here. Been uh, listening to it. You boys for a few weeks now, so it's been good.
1: Oh, unreal, mate. Um, so how are you holding up over there with the family over there and um, the COVID lockdown?
0: Mate, well, hasn't been too bad. We um, we're trying to stick to a bit of a routine over here. The lockdown's been pretty full on compared to Oz. Uh We're not really being allowed to go out too much. So they, they, they limited it to to an hour of exercise a day, and that was all we were, uh, we're allowed to do really. So um, we've got we've got a bit of a routine going, and some uh, some things. Uh, sort of lifted yesterday they did So a few shops open, Which has made it um, feel a bit more normal now It's going back to a bit normal You can feel it
1: Okay, good mate Yeah, it's, it would have been tough on on the missus and kids, mate um, We might just get into a couple of questions, mate Now, where are you from And what was it like growing up there?
0: I'm a, a botany kid I uh, grew up in botany Mum and dad uh, uh, Dad from botany Mum from Malabar You know, two older sisters So um, I'm the youngest of three and um, a great family and very supportive for me and I've been playing footy since I was four years old so um, footy's always been a big part of our life.
2: Well mate, you mentioned botany. Good on you, botany boys. Uh, (laughs) I grew up in the same street as your dad, Gary, and I remember the Clarks were a big family in one semi and the Milnes were a big family in (laughs) in the adjoining semi. What are your memories of your grandparents' house in botany if you've got any, mate?
0: Yeah, well, Dad's mum's um, still there in, in Albert Street. Um, yep. i pretty sure it's a one-bedroom house. And they had – he's got three brothers, three sisters. Uh, he had his mum and dad and I think his uncle in the in the house. So I think they had triple bunks in there to, to fit them all in there. But, um, mate, one toilet, one 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 bedroom, and then they sort of just did their best. And, you know, they, um, it's amazing to see none still there.
2: Yeah, it was always a lively – area that up there with the the mills on the other side. And they were the same. They had a huge family and you, and you did as well. But yeah, so some good times and um, good memories. And also your Uncle Darryl is my brother Greg's age. They went to school together at Banks Meadow in South Sydney. He's a mad rabbit, yeah, Uncle yeah. Darryl.
0: He is. Uncle Daz is awesome. We've got a bit of a routine. He gives me a call before all my games, whether it be you know, when I was playing in Oz with the Bunnies or even over here. So um, we stay in touch quite a lot, Uncle Daz and I.
1: What about mum, mate? Mum's a, a big fan of the footy, mate. I've, I've been out the football. She gets pretty vocal out there at the, the old Rabbitohs games, <laughs> yeah. mate.
0: Yeah, most people normally hear mum before they see her. It was crazy. Like When I used to play in the under-20s, she, where she'd sit, there, for, for some reason they put a microphone there, and the under-20 games would never really have much of a crowd, so her voice <laughs> would always echo through the stadium. And uh, I had friends always saying that they could hear mum on the on the screen. And it was, um, mate, oh, I'm very lucky. I'm such a supportive mum.
2: Yeah, oh, Michelle, she's a legend, mate. She's very passionate, I know, and she loves you and, and, and the footy and the rabbitos.
0: Yeah, oh, big time, mate. She, um she, she's always been a, a big fan of mine, and uh, that's why I'm lucky. And you know, she always says that her, her mum was named her name, her mum's name was Gloria, so referred to her, Gloria, Gloria. So her mum <laughs> mum likes to always say that.
3: <laughs> uh, good on you, Jason Brownie here, mate. Mate, uh, hey Brownie. Yeah, good mate. Uh, you mentioned your dad before. Um, we, we obviously work with him. Out there on, on the waterfront and he's a former Wombat himself and he's now on the board of the juniors. Tell us a bit about him and, and how he has supported you through throughout your career.
0: Mate, he um well he played for the Wombats, um, which is what I obviously did myself. I always wanted to sort of replicate what Dad did. I was lucky enough that um my uh, my oldest daughter also played for the Wombats, so that's three generations of, of Wombats there.
3: Oh good stuff. And
0: um, you know, Dad's anywhere I've played, Dad's always been there. No, I'm, you know, I'm very lucky for that.
3: Did he? Did he ever coach coacher, mate? Through throughout your, throughout your younger yeah,
0: years? Yeah, yeah, he did. Brownie, it's um, it's funny because as as a kid, you know, I had dad as a coach, and uh, our first grand final we won was under 12s and you know, now the kids that played in that game, some of those blokes are working with you boys out on the walls. I mean, oh. I'm pretty sure Abby was a body out there, and not that I play Falun, but I played with Bowie Falloon, and I know Bowie Falloon's out there now as well. So yeah, I, yeah. Um, you know, there's quite a few people out there that I know that it's crazy to think, you know, I played with them and then now my, they're working with my dad.
2: Yeah, Bowie's an absolute legend too, mate. One of the best blokes you'd ever meet, isn't he? He is, basically I've got a lot of time for Bowie. Yep,
1: champion man. So he's still extremely fit, mate. You always see him getting through routines up there at um, at Ephraim Park there, mate, right where he lives. Now, you had a, a pretty decorated junior career, mate. Tell us about your, your pathway through the South Junior system and how important the South Juniors are.
0: I, they, obviously, I know they're a big sponsor of you guys, so um, you know they've got a, a, a big part to do within the community as well. You know, every junior that plays the South has, a, has something to do with the juniors, of course, and you know the big part of that's keeping a call But for myself, I, I played with back up until I was about uh, 17, um, and then the it the, uh, was Harold Matthews went through them, S.J. Bald, and uh, the Jersey flag. Uh, was just just finishing, so I went from SG Ball to Jersey Flag. Played, played a couple of games there and then um, the next year, 2008 I think it was, the, uh, the Toyota Cup started, so um, we were the first year to, to play that year, 2009, I played two years of that and then um, I was lucky enough to, to make my debut at the end of 2009 and, and went up to uh, grade from there.
2: So you mentioned your debut, can you tell us about your memories of that?
0: Yeah, it was, um, I was actually working. I was a, a, an apprentice carpenter back then while I was playing the Toyota Cup. and I was out at a work site. Uh, I was work, working with Leiden Mature, actually. And, um, you know, Leiden being a, a bloke who is involved with footy quite a lot, we always talked about footy and how good it will be to play, to, to play first grade. And we'll, I remember the days clearly, we'll, we're digging up some concrete and I had a call from Jason Taylor and I said, he called me, he said, Andrew, you might be playing first grade. And I said, yeah, I wish. <laughs> and uh, I answered and, and JT said to me, mate, he said, um, mate, what do you think about playing this week? And I said, oh, mate, I said, of course, I'd love to. He said, oh, well, coming to train tomorrow. Um, and that, well, that was the captain's run that I, we are going to be doing. Um, I never really had anything to do with first grade, really. I was, I was only in the Toyota Cup. So we, uh, he's, all I got to do was the captain's run and then, um, and then we played. Played. Wow. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, at ANZ Stadium, second last game of the year against the Dragons, we had quite a few out, and uh, I ended up day building at Hooker because uh, I think Wingy was out, and um, Isaac Luke wasn't playing eighty minutes, and um, I think Colin Best was out. We had we had quite a few names out, and uh, we were written off. But um like it's a, it's, a, it's a game that I'll never forget. I'm Pretty sure it was forty-one-six. We we won. Um, what well, you know, uh, uh, come on at, at Hooker, like I said, and my first tackle was uh, was Wendell Saylor and. Um, I don't know if it was a tackle or I think he tripped over me more than anything but um, <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget
3: it oh, Don't worry mate, he's done the same to me one day uh, up there at ANZ, <laughs> he pushed me off and ran 100 metres and scored uh, he's done it to the best of us mate <laughs> <laughs> Unreal yeah. and a
2: win over the Dragons debut too, we love that and you also mentioned Leed Matua there we work with him as well
0: Yeah, yeah, you do I, Yeah, it, there's, uh, there's plenty of local boys out there which uh, you know makes it a, a, a great environment I can imagine out there It is, it's great
3: Mate, uh, Jay, being a forward myself, we we don't get to score too many tries. But however, you scored a couple of, along the way, mate. Can you tell us about your first try? Do you remember that?
0: I do, Brownie. Um, mate, uh, uh, it was uh, it was at Brookvale Oval actually, and the, I think uh, we we had a grubber put in. Nate Merritt uh, bounced over the dead ball line, and Nate Merritt jumped from the field of play, knocked it back in just before he put his foot on the ground. And um, I've dove for the ball. I think I've hit my head on the ground first and fell on the ball. And this is when um, benefit of the doubt was was still in. And uh, they they give it to me. I I, I think I got a bit uh, dazed from it. I don't remember too much after and around it. But uh, I think they felt sorry for me, so they give it a try.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and we've put that – we've actually got that footage, and we've put it on the episode webpage if anyone wants to go and have a look. But it wasn't pretty, mate, but it counts. In the record books, hey,
0: mate. Yeah, well, it was a benefit of the app, but I'll, I'll take it. And it's in, like you said, it's in the books.
1: Yeah, that's it. You were Johnny on the spot for that one, mate. I won't, I won't <laughs> forget that try. That was a, it was a classic Rabbitohs try. I mate. Mean, we always love winning over there at Brookie, mate. You certainly cemented yourself in that South City lineup, mate. And um, 2014 was a incredible year for the club, and I'm sure for yourself personally, mate. And we we found ourselves in a grand final the first time in 43 years. Um, talk us through that week and, and and how proud you and your family were
0: mate it was um, it was crazy the, the week seemed to have gone so quick you know, being in the grand final team you have so many requirements that you have to do for the NRL with the the, the grand final lunch, the, the footy show um, you know walk out and all that sort of stuff but uh, it was just like it was meant to be obviously what happened the, the year before in 2013 we, we I think we were half prepared for, for 2014 but Everything just panned out the way it did, and you know, as a team, we, we went for our normal breakfast that we do. I'm pretty sure we went for to Clay Valley. It was, but it was, it was just the, the way the way it all panned out. It just ended up being perfect. Uh, we turn up to the game, and you know, I had my my, my wife and my uh, my oldest daughter. Now, was only heard it was there and gave them all a the kiss and sent them off. And uh, the game panned out the way it did.
2: It was awesome. So you must have enjoyed that lap of honour, mate.
0: Oh mate, it was unbelievable. It was actually. One of the best things that I um I feel so lucky to have is um my my dad made it out in the field and um <laughs> he's actually ended up in a few photos. Yeah, as well, unreal. I've seen a few <laughs> photos
1: here with your daughter. Yeah. 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 No, it was
2: so special. Like me and Brownie were down at the fence and watched his go around, and Brownie got a photo with Sam and his daughter. And it's just a golden time, mate. We all waited so long for that moment, and to finally realise it was just something special, wasn't it? No,
0: it was, and you know it's. It was such a crazy time because you know I I was almost a player that was sort of in and out of the team uh, in 2013. So um, leading into it, you you know you don't know if you're gonna get in the get the nod to play the game. And um, we had everyone fit um, for for the grand final, which was probably a hard decision for Magic at the time. But um, you know I'm I'm so lucky that I was able to play in that game. Well, don't worry, mate. You deserve to be there more than anyone, mate.
1: Now, yeah. um, the other thing that was um pretty special about that day was. The party back at the juniors, mate. Now yeah, well, um, I don't know how many people were at the front of that thing and and whatnot, but that that was um, that was pretty special to be a part of and pretty insane. And I was lucky enough to get into the party as well. And I'm pretty. I, don't, I think I lost me wallet, oh. co- wallet keys and phones. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a good time. Uh, what do you remember about the celebrations, mate?
0: Mate, I remember all of it because I, to be honest, I didn't have a drink for a long time. I just wanted to soak it up and enjoy the whole thing. Mate, we got the bus back uh, back to Kingsford and. And uh, to see the crowd when, when we got off that bus, it was unbelievable. And we walked up the front, up, up to the top, sorry, and looked out the front, and everyone was just at the front cheering. And uh, mate, we heard people uh, drove their car there during the day to, to leave their cars there full of alcohol so they could get to it back at night time when we, when we went back there. But uh, it was just such an iconic spot to be able to go back, to win a grand final, to go back to the, the juniors, where you know, it started for a lot of us um, boys that were, were juniors to, to the club.
3: Yeah, mate, it was great times and great scenes back there. I was actually back there in the car park as well, mate. You you mentioned Madge, Madge just before, and a lot of coaches tried, but he, he was successful. What what did Madge bring to the club? And you would have seen a lot of coaches come come and go. What did Madge, what did Madge do different to get us that grand final win? Obviously, we had the the best squad as well, so.
0: We did. We had a good roster, of course, but um, Madge brought a lot of professionalism to the team. You know, I, I didn't really get to go, get coached fully for a season with Jason Taylor. I got coached by John Lang for two years and then, and then Madge come. And before Madge come, we got told as he was on his way over from England that, you know, he was a hard bugger and you know, he worked you hard. And he definitely did. There were days there that, you know, we, we'd, be, we'd be flogging each other or we'd have a hard game. And within a day or two, we're back on the field, you know, hammering each other again. You know, as hard as it was, you know, for a lot of my career, I got in and out of the team and was dropped and then put back in. Um, you know, it's quite a roller coaster rugby league, but when you win a grand final the way we did, it makes it all so surreal.
3: Yeah, mate, and still that mental toughness and just played like that as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's you know, we did army camps, we did things that you know you never would never think you'd do, and you know, we've become so close that you know. When you do something like that, you win an NRL game final with with that team. You you know you catch up years later, and you know it's things that you'll reminisce about, and things that happen in that year and in that game that you will you will never forget.
3: Definitely, mate. I I can go to my grave a happy man now, mate. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Me too.
2: <laughs> yeah, and you mentioned Madge there. One of my fondest memories is back at the juniors in the function, and speaking to Madge, but. My other fun memory is speaking to you and spending some time with you, mate. I'll never forget that, and I get goosebumps thinking about it now. That I just hugged you and said, "Mate, Botany Boys, you've won a grand final. Good on you, mate! I'm uh, so happy for you. Good stuff, boys."
0: No, thank you, mate. That was, um, yeah, it's it's so crazy to think you know you got that title and and that notch against your name to be to be go down in history with such an historic club. It's something um, you know I feel very lucky to be to be a part of.
2: Now we'll just move on, you. Copped a bit of a knock, a big scar, and it went viral on the news. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, From yeah. the
3: penthouse to the shit house. No.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mate, I, I don't know what you. It might have been. Well, maybe sixteen. I think. I yeah uh, yeah I um you know I was talking to Madge and imagine. he said, mate, don't worry about trying to step, and I just want you to just work work on running hard this week. So okay, well. <laughs> I come off the bench, I went on the field. I think we're coming, we're coming off our own in goals and we've got some metres out of our own in goals. And I got the ball off from the hooker and I, I just, just ran as hard as I could. And um, Isaac DeGoyce come at me and we, we just clashed heads. He turned himself to to embrace the tackle and I, I just kept running and uh, we hit each other. Uh, I got up, played the ball and uh, I think that uh, the our trainer came to me, uh, Kurt Wrigley, put put a towel on my head and looked at. it. He's like, "Oh, oh doesn't look too good." <laughs> wow. But um, I just tried to I tried to get on with the game, and we put a kick in. A couple of tak- tackles later, so I ran down the field trying to trying to take the kick, and um, I could sort of feel my my, my head, my forehead moving, and oh. while I was holding the towel, wow. um, and then um, for some reason I think Radrado got round us and, and he scored, and then while we were standing at the back of the the, the trial, i wait waiting for them to convert the goal. Another trainer looked at my head and he said, oh, mate, you're going to have to come off. We're going to have to pick mm. that up. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I ended up with 30 stitches in my head. I had uh, 20 maybe on the outside and 10 on the inside to stitch the muscle back together.
2: Mm. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. And if anyone hasn't seen that, you can scroll down to our episode webpage and have a look at Jason's lemon spread. It's uh, Yeah, it was a bit gruesome, mate. And th- that was on ESPN and it, you got a bit it of Went a, viral. Went yeah.
0: viral. Yeah, it, did. it was crazy how, how big it went because they said that I went back on and finished the game. But the doctor, Andrew McDonald, did an amazing job, which I'm so lucky he did. But um, I come back out and sat on the bench and um, obviously it looked like a big zipper on my head. So I got a bit of attention. But the, the biggest thing was the swelling because um, we, I, I ended up playing the next week. I just had to get the swelling out so I could open my eye. My eye ended up closing uh, the next day. So I just had to get the swelling out and then I was able to play. So
2: you played and the next. You played the. Open. You played the next week.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was only a cut. It, the only oh, thing I had to worry about was it reopening. So the, the doctor mate, does a good job. So mate, um, that just yeah,
2: shows how yeah, tough. Listeners, anyone listening to this, <laughs> you get a, that injury, you're not playing the next week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you Did nah, you have to do any interviews from good. anyone overseas? Any um, <laughs> curious reporters or anything, mate? Anyone chase you up?
0: No, I didn't have anything from any any overseas. Obviously, like you like you said, it, it did go america and that because i think they said that it started to look like a baseball so that's why i was in, big in america as well <laughs> but i um I, I don't know why but the, the club actually put me up for media that week so i'm, I'm doing all these photos so i think it was a we wore the indigenous jumper the, the that, that next week so i'm there modeling off this this indigenous jumper with a big black eye and, and it's going, <laughs> going real real dark and just trying to keep it open but um yeah it was all good it was only just a, a it's just a scar now, and you can hardly see it now. The doctor did such a good job.
1: And that's probably another reason why you're one of the South Sydney's favourite sons, as I said in the intro, mate, and the fans absolutely love you. There's no doubt about that, mate. They had a change.org p- petition online, and it, it fetched around 5,500 signatures, mate. So what do the South fans mean to you, mate? Um, they obviously absolutely adored you, mate.
0: Oh, mate, they're the heart and soul to the game, aren't they? Well, you know, they're, they're, here, they're there. Rain, hail, or shine. And, you know, like you said, I, I, I've got a lot of time for them because they, they're so caring for, towards me. You know, I, I know I might have had a few upset games there where people might have been hating me, but, you know, I, I had a lot of um, support from, from the borough and, and the fans and the members.
3: And also the juniors, mate. I remember doing a, a an auction there for you uh, at the end of your career. The juniors put on a, a testimonial. And uh, for all the hard work that, that you've done, for the juniors, you know, you're one of them players that never forget where you came from, mate. So it's a great, it must be a great honour.
0: Yeah, it is, Brains. Yeah, thank you. It's, um, you know, I just feel so lucky to be able to um, to come along the the path that I have, and you know, for the juniors to be able to make it make it possible as well. You know, I know they they do so much in the community, uh, not just with rugby, but everything else around it.
3: Yep, uh, mate. Uh, like like chaps uh, said in the intro, mate. You're you're now in the UK playing for the Warrington Wolves. How's that going,
0: mate? It's good. It's been a, it's been a roller coaster. We uh we got over here end of end of eighteen. So I played the, the 2018 season, finished that, and come over in November. You know, my first day of training was freezing cold in the middle of November. You know, obviously in that, that, that that time in Oz, it, it's really warm. Mm. but I'm over here, I've got my skins on I've, my jumper and we're, we're told to do a five minute run, just in a big circle, for five minutes just run my, my, my toes were gone, couldn't feel them, my fingers were gone, my nose couldn't even use it to breathe, <laughs> and I was just what am I doing? I just, I just, uh, I couldn't believe it but um, mate, look, you know, 18 months on now and you know, we've won a Challenge Cup, which uh, we're written off to do and being an Aussie, you know I didn't know too much about the Challenge Cup, I always had a liking for Super League, but it's, it's, it's crazy the way that the game's um, supported over here.
3: Yeah, mate, I haven't played over there myself. I know how much they value that competition, the Challenge Cup. Um, it must have been a great thrill to win that. And I think your dad was there as well?
0: He was, mate. He was. Uh, him and Mum. They yep. both come over for the game. Um, mum, uh, Dad come over four times last year and mum, mum come over twice. So, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm very lucky with the support on I'm given, but yeah, Dad, Dad. Dad being the person, he is, he, um, he even wore the South jumper that he wore to the 2014 Grand Final. I was going to mention yeah, that. You too. Too. <laughs> so it, yeah. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah.
1: you were lucky enough to score a mid point in, in that no. game.
0: No, not in the Challenge Cup. I didn't. I um, I, uh, I was just a just a uh, supporter of it. I uh, no, I didn't score a try. I like to say I did. Okay, okay, <laughs>
2: I misread that one. <laughs> sorry, mate. What else do you like doing outside of footy, mate?
0: Well, I've I got, I got three young daughters, so um, they keep me very busy. Well, I um, My oldest is almost seven at the end of this month, and then uh, a five-year-old and a year old So uh, a lot of them have my time. Um, at the moment, I'm, I'm actually walking around a, a building site doing some building uh, with this time off, doing some demolition and, and, and whatnot. Oh, good uh, stuff. So I, I do like building and, and getting my hands dirty. But... Um, yeah, I uh, there's not, not I don't have too much time for, for anything else. Obviously, being you know playing rugby for so long, I haven't got too much time for outside stuff. But I do like doing stuff within the community, like you boys said earlier, trying to just just help people where I can. And yeah, that's probably what what I do in my spare time, really.
2: Well, like you said, having a young family is a full time job, mate. But what about your vacuuming skills? Apparently, they were showcased on Insta.
0: <laughs> uh, that's a big stitch up. <laughs> my, uh, well, I've I've I had some headphones in. Just I, I, big chance I was probably listening to you boys actually. Um, nice. And uh, yeah, the the battery was gone on gone on it, so that's why I couldn't hear because I because I had uh, <laughs> the headphones in and my was just standing behind me filming me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard that was quite funny. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, the the family were all laughing at
0: you, but uh, yeah. Yeah, you've got to give it a stick from
3: it. Mate, uh, the, the Warrington Club have secured the services of arguably one of the best players that the game has ever seen in Greg Inglis, mate. They must be excited over there.
0: Mate, yeah, it's, uh, it went crazy for, for a while there. It was very unexpected for, for a lot of people. You know, it was kept very quiet, which was good. Um, but yeah, mate, it's it's gone crazy. A lot of a lot, like a lot of the even in my team couldn't even believe it. Mm. But um, you know, it's uh, it's good for the game. It's good for Greg, and you know, it's good for me as well.
3: Did you play a little role in, in getting him over there?
0: I did, mate. I um I try and stay in touch with quite a few of the boys back in Oz. I talked to Sammy. I talked to Reno, Cookie, Sato, Cody. I, I talked to all the boys quite a bit. Just try to stay in touch. Mm. And um, you know, Greg is one of them. Yeah. And it um, might not be every week, but at least a couple of times a month. And, you know, I just was, I just called him just to see how things were. And he said he's, he's, what he's been really good and he's keeping his keeping feet and he was in a really good place. Mm. And um, he said he misses the game. I said, oh, you should come over here and play. He said, <laughs> oh, you, uh, you reckon? I said, oh, of course I do. <laughs> and he said, oh, I, I, wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say no. So um, I, I rang our owner, Simon Moran, and I said to him, I said, mate, Simon, have we got a quota spot for for another Aussie player? He said, "Oh, I think we do, mate." Why is that? I said, "Oh, I got a friend <laughs> in, in Australia who um would be keen to come over." he said, "Oh, thinking it's just going to be like a place who's playing park footy or something." He said, "Oh, his name's Greg." He said, "Greg, Greg English." I went, "Yeah, he goes, isn't he retired?" I said, "Oh, well, <laughs> he was, but um he's feeling good now and he'd like to play again." He said, "Oh, well, give him my number and tell him to call me."
3: Oh, great stuff!
0: And um. Yeah, it took about a, about a month or two for um, all the the like the the contracts and, and everything to be sorted because there's quite a bit of rules for for an NRL player to come over to England. You have to play a certain percentage of games in the NRL to be able to play play in England. That's right. Yeah, it just stops you know a, fl- a flood of players being able to just play a game or two and then come over straight away. Mm. Um, but being, being Greg, you know, I think Greg shows a lot of.
3: I think he qualifies what
0: he's, what he's done. Yeah, that's the that's before He qualifies. He qualifies for the game, but because he was out for so long, he just had to show medically that why he couldn't play, and
4: yeah. uh, the
0: Super League approved it, and and then the sort the of visas as well. That was another thing that needed to be cleared. So yeah,
4: um,
0: yeah, he'll be over here hopefully um, early December. We'll still see what what happens with our our game this year. So I think they're planning for us to be back um, sort of mid start of August, be training uh, mid-next month. And then, um, yeah, not too sure when when it'll finish uh, as much because they're still looking at a few different prototypes of when games are played. Because we play so many games over here, it's mm. a bit hard to see when they want to try and finish the game.
3: Mm. Mate, um, what about yourself? Uh, your status, are you assigned there for next year?
0: Uh, I'm, I'm in the process of talking to the club now, Brownie. It's, yeah. um, it's something... You know, we, we signed a two-year deal and this would have been the, the end of my two-year deal coming up to the end of this year. So my wife's starting to really enjoy it. You know, it was it was, it was um, a different experience last year for us, but we're very lucky. We had Bryson and Goodwin and, and his family here who, who showed us the ropes in Warrington and, you know, we're very lucky to have them here. You know, we're, we're very settled now and... You know, now with Greg coming over, we can hopefully help him if we're uh, we're here for another year. Hopefully,
3: yeah, oh, good stuff, mate. Your, your dad said that you're starting to settle in, and the family, and, and the missus, and the kids, and that are starting to enjoy it more. So that helps, mate. Uh, happy, happy wife, happy life. <laughs>
0: Oh, mate, you're not wrong, trust me. I don't think I'll say no to her. i just try and just keep saying yes to her and, <laughs> and uh, you know, you just leave it the way it is. The, you know, the kids are starting to get English accents now, a bit of a Warrington uh, accent, which is uh, which is, feels a bit different too.
3: Yeah, my boys come back with the same, mate. They they come back with the English accent.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So uh, maybe, what about a swan song, mate, at the Rabbitohs? One last one for the road, buddy. One more year. <laughs>
0: Oh mate, I'd love to. It's um, you know, like as we know, it's, it's home for me. Uh, the bunnies, you know, they're, they're going, they're going great at the moment, um, which is it's always good to see. So, um, mate, I'd, I'd never say no. What will be, will we'll be. I'm, uh, if anything, I'm, I'm just a supporter and, and a watcher now, and and I'm happy to do so. But yeah, it's always going to be home.
1: All right, mate. No worries, mate. Um, we won't take up any more of your time over there in the UK. And thanks for joining us, Jace, here on Rabbitohs Radio, mate.
0: All oh, good boys. Thanks very much. You're doing a great job, and look forward to hearing the rest of the year.
2: Thanks,
3: Clarky. Good very on you, much, mate. Clarkie. Good on you, Jay. It's all the best. Care, mate. Boys. Legend, Cheers, mate. Right. Talk to you later.
2: You.
1: See you later. Bye.
2: Well, what about that, boys? That was a great chat with Clarky. Yeah, what a champion fella. Uh,
1: it was a bit of a treat. A real rabbitohs legend, boys. Yeah,
2: and a bit of a scoop there with the GI male. Howie Security Services. I have got a mate. My mate's Greg. Yeah, I've got I, he- a mate I heard he- Greg.
3: I, <laughs> he- I heard he had something to. To do with securing uh, GI Yeah, over I, there.
1: I didn't know it was that that, that to that extent. Yeah, yeah. boys. So but I think that one might be tagged up on a few of those media outlets. And yeah, the Annan probably nearly fell over when he found which which Greg it was.
3: Hundred <laughs> <100%, laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah so, unbelievable. And it was
2: good. And I, and I did. And that moment that I said I shared with Jace after the grand final, I genuinely did get goosebumps. Yeah. That I'll never forget. That, and it's just uh, a, a memory that'll I'll take with me to the grave. You know, I didn't speak to many of the team, but I spoke to Jace and I spoke to Madge And uh, yeah, it was just a happy day. Well, you've watched
3: him you grow, Mave. So uh, what, yeah. a, what a, the whole family was close to you. And yep, yep. And uh, that's
2: right. And like growing up in the street and seeing uh, all the Clarks and the mills, there was thousands of kids up there. There was always a hub of activity. And and um, and like I said, Jace's uh, grandmother still lives in the street. So
1: yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's, it's great to chat to him. I got a lot of memories of Jace. Like I went over to watch. South versus Manly at Brookvale one day, and and it was Chris McQueen's debut. Some people might remember it. We, we got down. I got over there a little bit earlier. We we had a few few beers in a maxi taxi, me and my mates. Went all the way over there and uh, got there a little bit early. And the under twenties game was on, and it was a hot Manly side. It was it was this would have been round nineteen because they won the first eighteen games. Mm. What about this side, boys? Cherry Evans, Kieran Foran, Jared wairia Hargreaves, Frank Paul, Newa just mm. to name a few. They're on fire and he's jace captain of the toyota cup team I bump into his mum and dad up on the up on the hill there his mum's pretty boisterous yelling and screaming yeah. anyway they've got over the top and knocked them off first team of the year to knock them off oh jace clark uh, Yep.
2: Yeah. there you go unreal and yeah.
1: i might just clear one thing up i, I, I I, it must have been a typo on that rugby league project, but it says Jason Clark scored, but maybe it's um, Daryl Clark scored in the Challenge Cup final. Oh, boys, the Challenge Cup, Because Daryl well. Clark was a hooker. Yeah, in that game. Yeah, so. yeah. And we and he's got an uncle
2: Daryl who we mentioned in the interview. Yeah, heard okay. too.
1: Oh, there you go. Yeah, Brownie. Um, did, did you have any luck in the Challenge Cup? You did mention it in the in the interview.
2: Yeah, well, like I
3: said, they they value the Challenge Cup over there pretty much, probably higher than than the normal the premiership, you it's know what like the, mean? it's
2: a bit like the fa cup in in uh, it it's, is it's 100% over yeah
3: cuz it starts at amateur level and it goes all the way through it's a knockout it's a knockout round uh, knockout system and it goes from amateur all the way through to the second division and you know a second division yeah, side good, can no. end up playing in in, in the final
2: yeah a bit like the fa cup you well, know what well, i mean but i actually played in it with you in our first uh, stint in england we, we played did. against salford yeah and we got beaten but yeah, I have had a game in it in a and we got knocked out.
3: Yeah, well well we did, yeah. We played at the Willows and when I went over there later and played for Salford, we actually made it to the quarterfinals and we actually got beat by Warrington. It's funny enough, Jason's playing for Warrington and and but Warrington had a pretty hot side and Alan Langer, Tawara Nickow, oh, Andrew G, Danny Farrar, they were all, all current not yeah, current. Wow. All Aussies that Went over there and, and uh, applied their trade over there. And
2: Is he related to Robbie or Andrew? Danny,
3: Dan- Danny Farrah. No, he played at Penrith. Remember, he was a, a little hooker. Danny Farah.
1: Yeah, I can Paramatter. remember Parramatta. Yeah. Yep. Penrith. And he played at St George once. Yeah. Too, actually
3: day. got man of the match, boys, in a in a losing team.
1: Did you? Yeah. So Jeez, you must have had a whale of a game. Yeah, mate.
3: I did. Yeah. Well, you I'll, know.
1: I'll tell you what, a made a mind played in a... He was in reserve grade. Whole KR at the time of reserve grade, made the final, went all the way through the Biz, final. Byron,
3: yeah, Byron, Byron forty Ford.
1: scored a hat trick in the semi final. Yeah, boys. I remember it. Yeah, uh, they yeah. still love him over there at Whole KR. Yeah, Byron, yeah. shout out to you, Byron. Yeah, yeah. His, I know his brother listens to the show. Nathan, yeah, nice. brother Nate, yeah, it's another um, good South Junior champion yeah. man. Nate, yeah. I seen Bizzy, him score yeah. an unbelievable try in reserve grade up at Gosford when we first started playing games up there. Forty for a uh, uh, bizarre, yeah, Byron. Yeah, Byron. Um, he, someone's kicked it out wide. I think it was. Blaine Stanley. From, yep. I don't know how I know that, but anyway, um, he kicked it out wide, and Byron Falls just jumped. up. a mad up jumper? Like, oh, yeah. he went right up over the top of him because he did play yeah. Australia, played basketball. Australia in basketball and toured mm. America. He was yeah. a great athlete. I actually Beezer. coached
3: Byron in the it was South. A fantastic
1: choice, just seen it. The crowd yeah. just went I was stunned. I coached him in try the South good.
3: Sydney uh, Jersey flag, Byron, when it was the under twenties. The flag was the under- like Jace was just he's, talking about. He was about. a fiery character. Yeah, he was. He can go,
1: he won't back down
2: Yes, I have seen that
3: Mm.
1: (laughs) So many many footy
2: stories on the show How good is it? 100% Anyway, that was fantastic Alright, let's head off to a break here on Rabbitohs Radio Podcast
3: Well the world sure has changed
4: with us closing down And although it's been strange, we're back open now And we can't wait to see you We can't wait Back here's where
2: we need back okay, welcome back. Now we've got welcome Rame- back, Cotter. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. back, welcome back. <laughs> the dreams and you take me back. <laughs> Barbershop, boy. <anymore. laughs> well, <the> na- <laughs> well, the names, the names have all changed since you've been around. <laughs> oh, you've listened to it today, haven't you? On YouTube, <laughs> I used to love that show. <laughs> I gonna sing the whole song. Yeah. Okay, remembering a rabbito, with thanks to South historian Brad
1: Ryder. Chaps, what do you got for us? Yep, we've got a fantastic um, South Sydney stalwart in, in all, all forms of the game. Darryl Bampton, Rabbitohs player, number 559. Nickname, number nine, boys. Now, he was born 20th of June, 1949. A South junior, born and bred right in the heart of Redfern, right in your town there, Brownie. His junior clubs were Alexandria Rovers, Waterloo, and Zetland. He captained the school, uh, Cleveland Street High School, boys, and he also captained the football team.
2: Yep, Cleveland. Yep,
3: Cleveland. Yeah.
1: That, that was an infamous school.
2: Yep, Tugger. I think Tugger went to Cleaver. Popey, my mate, Jeffrey Pope. Yep. he? Yeah. Yep. 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 And also Perry Keys that sang the song The Day Sutler Broke His Jaw. Okay. Yep. Okay.
1: Now, he must have been a standout in the juniors because the Rabbitohs signed him up to a contract while he was um, going through those junior pathway teams. And he finished up playing 116 grade games for the Rabbitohs. 51 first grade. Now, from 1969 to 1973, he played for the Rabbitohs. Then he had a little stint down in Wollongong from 74 to 77, where he captain coached collegians in the Wollongong comp, which was a very strong comp back then. It still is these days. Now, while he was down there, they picked a... A combined QRL team um, for the Illawarra region, and he captained the side. And they played a touring Great Britain team, and you wouldn't believe it, boys. They've knocked them off. A little town like Illawarra has turned around, and knocked off uh, the might of Great Britain in that's the seventy-five. 70- wow, that's, that's a big humble, effort, and he Huge. captained it. Yeah. So um, obviously, Jack Gibson was keeping an eye on it because Jack Gibson brought him back in uh, to the Rabbitohs in nineteen seventy-eight and brought him back as captain. Now, he had a a great year, played all 22 games for the Rabbitohs that year in 78. Played um, most of the year in 79, but um, he ended up retiring, boys. And from then on in, he went straight into junior development at the Rabbitohs, where he worked his way up to football manager during the 80s, probably when you blokes were there. Yeah, definitely. Football manager. He was there when we were there. Right through the 80s and and the 90s. Yeah. And... And would have been every boy's dream. He finished up being the CEO of the Rabbitohs from ninety ninety seven right through to ninety nine. Yeah. So he he just about done it all with the Rabbitohs boys. Yeah. There would he, be too he, many blokes. Was, was that one he one had that the
2: computer on the desk, chaps?
1: Well, yeah. They reckon <laughs> there's a story I found in some article that he had a, he had a computer on the desk, but there was no keyboard. <laughs> no keyboard. So anyway, he <laughs> might touch, touch he, screen. He, he might have been old school, mate. Yeah. I don't know. Touch screen. Might have been used for for movies. I don't
3: know. it oh, was a legend, number nine. Yeah. Yeah, he is a legend. A, lo-
1: a lovable character, mate. Yes. Um and I've just got a list list of his achievements down here, boys. Yeah. Now, he was also the state of origin New South Wales Blues manager 99 to right through to 2002. And he also managed the Kangaroos in that period from um 99 to 2001, including the World Cup in 2000. He was a the manager there and, and the boys really loved him. And at the end of that year, they were going to um give him the flick. But there was a bit of a players' revolt. They blew up. They wanted number nine boys. They wanted Bamper, so he ended up um they ended up changing their mind. And he went on to be the manager of that um Kangaroo tour of 2001. Yep. So he must have um really resonated with the boys there. Well,
3: just just on that tour, he actually uh he actually walked the the team onto the Theatre of Dreams, Old Trafford there. Okay. Um he, When yeah, he, right. he was the manager and uh the hello turf uh, the hello turf of old trafford well, what a ground it, it is and plenty of memories there and i was told he was one of joey's minders andrew johns oh yeah he was okay. his minder. Oh,
1: there you go i'm sure he's got well apparently some good stories about that tour yeah yeah, yeah. well um, i was
3: talking to tugger actually and tugger was one of his boys and
1: all day frank was on that tour was that the one he was on yeah maybe all day frank <laughs> would have been there fletch mentioned it but yeah. anyway there you go um yeah. And obviously he was very popular with the boys and for them to actually have almost have a player revolt if you don't want to bring him on tour, that's um, yeah. pretty well, fitting. Another thing he done, boys, um, he had a bit of success coming through the grades. He captained the 1969 winning South Sydney Presidents Cup team and in the same year, he also was a member of the third grade winning premiership team. Boys, any years when junior competitions coming through?
3: Um, oh, The SG Ball. Okay. I won the SG Ball yeah, wow. back in 1980, maybe 86, I think it was. Okay. Yeah, we had a pretty hot side actually. We had Graham Lyons, Scotty Wilson, oh, wow. Marty Masella, Geordie Peets, who all went on to play oh,
1: yeah. a lot of
3: first grade. They all had great careers. Indeed. And um, yeah, it was
2: a, a good win. Me and number nine share that honour of winning in the third grade. We won it in 86. But, yeah, so, very proud.
3: I, can,
1: I remember that day too, yeah. It was, it was on TV, boys.
3: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, my, my first year in grade but after we got called up in the S G Ball, and it might have been, I don't think it was the same day, 87, I broke my jaw in the second game, but the under-23s went on to the grand final. They made the grand final, but they didn't win. Okay. I think St. George beat them.
2: It was on TV, and I came okay. on, and they called me Steve Mann. There you go, Steve. Steve, man, you got plenty of names, Steve the Man.
1: Oh, well, they knew you were a man child. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably that's probably in their notes. Uh, I will pay that. Uh, you, you led yourself into that one, and also he was awarded a life membership of the South Sydney Jewish Rugby League Football Club in 1994, and I think that was a pretty easy decision from the club. He, yep, yep. By the sounds of it, he was a absolute store war. He was also awarded an Order of Merit um, for his services to rugby league.
2: Order of Australia Medal.
1: OAM, Order of Australia Medal, sorry, yeah.
2: Yes, that's right, OAM. Yeah. And sorry he was that. he was nominated by Alan Jones, Deidre Grusevin, Martin Meredith and Bob McCarthy. Four quite famous people, I'm not really sure who yeah. Martin Meredith is, but the other three. Yeah. Yeah, quite famous. And yeah, no, he's a really well-respected administrator and player. And we can vouch for that, Brandy. Just, we love number nine. Daryl yeah. was always around when we were at South, and he's just that type of personality. Do anything
3: for you. He was always there. So I, was, I was talking to Tugger today, and just when he was CEO, players used to get allocated tickets. So you'd probably get about fifty tickets.
1: Okay.
3: Um, you know, you get two tickets each. You get one, you know, to, to your mum and your dad or your missus. And um, anyway, Tugger used to go and find them in, in the drawer. Number nine <laughs> had them hidden in the drawer. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Tugger would go in. And he'd take forty of them. If there was fifty, Tugger would take forty. He'd leave ten for you know. Yeah. <laughs> Number nine had come in. The tickets will be gone. Tugger's given all his mates up the George Hotel, and uh, oh, some oh, oh, some oh. poor bloke in the boo,
1: yeah. he one ticket. <laughs> yeah.
3: Anyway, he's straight in. Tugger's been in here. He knows straight away, you know. <laughs> Tugger, yeah. the little oval man. Now him and him and Tugger were really close. And um, number nine still gets down to the Botany these days.
2: He does. Yeah. Look, unfortunately, a couple of years ago he had a stroke, and it sat him on his ass for a while. But he's recovered somewhat from that. Uh, we would have got him on the show, but because of that, he's not really well enough to speak on the show. But his brother Graham is a good bloke. They, they're always in the, down the Botany in the area.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. and you're. Oh, Man, I grew up five and a murder from the Bamptons. They um, they lived on Maverley Road South. Could you all lived on Malabar Road, yep. right near the cemetery? And we um, used to knock around with Corey's son. Yeah. And I, I actually rang Corey to find out a few other things about him, and he's, he's told me a few things, but. One particular thing I do remember about Corey, we'll, we'll jump in the cemetery roofs one day. You know, the um, the big rich Greek one. We used to jump them yeah. as, a, as a dare, you know, and jump. They're pretty far gaps in that. I remember Corey... Was well, that a Coogee? It's South Coogee. Yeah. And Corey didn't quite reach this big jump, and, he's, and he hit his knee on the edge of this really sharp concrete thing and split his kneecap open. Oh. Something shocking. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he had to go to the hospital there. <laughs> um, there you go. he's a, he goes. He was a good player in his own right, Corey too, mate. He, yeah. um Played in a lot of those representative A-grade South sides that used to go over to Cronulla and play all, on those yeah. midweek games. And um another thing that um uh number nine did boys was he was a vice president of the New South Wales rugby league in two thousand and two. So he was right up there in, in all forms of rugby league. And Bampo Young Corey also said to me he was an uncle to a couple of really handy South juniors, Matt Bampton and Nat and Garth Woods. Yep. Boys. Yep. So. Yeah boys. Yeah. Related to them.
3: Three legends, yeah. Yep. Matty, yeah. Matty Bampton and the Woods
1: Brothers. And also, he sent me through a picture and it was. he said, this sums up my dad, this picture. And it'll be up on the episode webpage. And now it's a picture of his dad having a beer and smoking a dodge in the sheds at Redfern. After a win, probably. No, it was half time. It might have been half time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great photo. Know, it's a real classic rugby league photo. Yeah, it's good, uh, isn't it? Look, boys... Number nine, it's just one of the all-time greats for South Sydney. Captain the Presidents Cup, captain the first-grade side, football manager, CEO of the Rabbit. What more could he do? Was he the ball boy? He wore every hat. He wore every hat. Yeah. And there a fantastic yeah. bloke on top of that. Hundred percent, he was great. Family, and uh, th- thanks to Corey who helped us out, and obviously uh, Brad Ryder. Thanks, thanks for that, boys. Good on you, number nine. You're a legend, mate. And now we're gonna chuff off to another break here on Rabbitohs Radio podcast. Oh, yeah
4: is the spot, and we sure missed you a lot. Welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Yeah, the juniors is the spot, and we sure missed you a lot. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome
1: back, welcome back. Right, boys, we're gonna do something a little bit different on the podcast today. Now, you you would have seen the boys sing that victory song after the Titans game. We haven't heard it for a while. We hadn't won since. Uh, March 14, by the way, boys, against the Sharks there in uh, round one. So, um, How
3: many days is that, did you say? Uh, I didn't,
1: I, I didn't want to go into that. I already jinxed us with the Roosters uh, when I pulled out the 234 <laughs> days. So. But um, you want to elaborate on that song. Where did it come from? Tell us all about it, mate. I know you've dug it right up here. Well, we put out a
2: call and Mark Sivers, Marco Sivers from South Sydney Rabbitohs Almanac, answered the call. And he come up with a whole history and he's written an article about it and we've posted it on the episode webpage. But just to summarise, it goes back to Anacreon, a Greek poet from 500 BC. and Anacreon used to like his drinking and drinking songs and odes to love. And then there was an Anacreon society and they popularised the melody. Then the melody was like a British pub song and then it got adopted to finally the South boys are singing it Ha, has it got beginning. a name? Well, it started off as different. It's got a few different names, but it's 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 evolved, and it even got evolved into the Stars and Stripes National Anthem of USA. They yeah. use the tune. It has got a tune. I'd have to have a look at the episode webpage. but It's the, just called Victory Song. It's just called the Victory Song, and, and it ha- had a few verses, but Brownie, we only used oh, to sing I'll the get one verse. I goosebumps to it. So it goes like this. Oh, and now that we're all round the bar and the captain's declared in a quorum, we're drinking our way through the night and we're having the time of our lives. Throw the empties away, start again, start again, for the boys of South Sydney are together and we'll drink till the dawn breaks again
3: and may the sessions of South Sydney last forever. Up the holes.
2: Well,
3: just uh, before you say it, Mavo, if you listen to the boys sing it now, it's very up-tempo. It's a lot quicker.
2: Yeah, yeah. It has changed. It's now that we're all around
3: the bar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: It's evolved. And and apparently it used to be sung slower back in the John Sattler era. Oh, okay. we put the John Sattler version on our website webpage. He sung it even slower. We've had it on a few episodes. Yeah, yeah. we We have. And the other thing that I remember from the song is that the captains declared it a quorum. I never knew what a quorum was until I looked it up. And it's actually, it's like declared a meeting, a quorum, get together. So, right, a quorum, yeah. Q U O R U M. And if you didn't know it, you've learned something today.
3: Well, boys, we'll be singing it again this weekend.
2: Oh yeah. But yeah, thanks to Marco again. He's a interesting guy. I spoke to him for a while on the phone, and he's he's done a thesis on the rabbitos. He spent all these years in university looking over old newspapers. So the Sassini Rabbitohs Almanac is a wealth of knowledge of all the stuff that Marco has done. And he's the guy that does the Rabido's. Did he study you? Well, we're he's done pages on me and you on the Rabbitohs Almanac. Has he? And he's the guy that does the the player numbers. And he's the, that's the only place you can find them because Brad Ryder, the Tows historian, has got a spreadsheet, but Marco has got a website where you can go and look up players' numbers. So yeah. he's uh, he's a great guy, and thanks to you, mate, and we'll get him on for a chat at one stage during the year.
1: And that's how I found my great uncle. You did. Ernie Singles. There's even a picture of Ernie oh, on it as well. So there and, you go. And
2: just going back to
3: number nine, I had a look at the, some of the players that debuted when he was captain. Yeah. And some of the, the great players that, that debuted under number nine's leadership.
1: On Mark's website?
3: Yep. Uh, Eric Ferguson, the great John Peake, yeah Nathan Tony Gibbs, Doctor Nathan Gibbs, Gibbsy, yeah uh, Arthur Catunas,
1: yeah. Saw so that all idea. them,
3: all them players debuted, and, and even the year after in '79, Dean Rampling, Rod McGregor. I, I think Rod McGregor might have come from St George actually, but they all, you know, made their debuts for the Mighty Rabbitohs, and
2: I found all that information on that site. It's a great site. Okay, so we'll move on to the rabbit of the week brought to you by Burke Street Bakery. And this week it is Ryan Razor Higgins. And you have won a free coffee voucher at any of the 14 Burke Street Bakery stores. Now, Burke Street Bakery, the home of the ginger creme brulee tart. If you haven't oh. tried one, you're missing out. Oh. I also got a chocolate ganache tart there.
1: Oh, he sat next to me at the, the polling booth today, and yeah, yes, didn't oh, offer oh, me well. any. Didn't offer me any, but he told me how good it was. Oh, was oh no, no way. it was very uh,
2: nice. Wouldn't give you last year's calendar. He
3: yeah.
1: breathed, he breathed <laughs> out and breathed in. It was gone, boys. So I did. think
2: I'll, I think I'll post a photo of that on the web page if you want to go and have a look. They're very nice, and also the chicken pies there are so good. But yeah, Razor, good young mad rabbitohs fan. There's some photos of him on the re- on the episode web page with his mates. He's got a huge black rabbitoh. Behind his pool So when you walk into his house You can just see this huge Rabideau So uh, He's a legend, Rosa
1: He's a mad yep. South man, mate Mad uh, yeah, South great, man Great bloke too Yep oh,
3: And all, all his mates played with South Dean Peters Oh yeah I actually, actually coached Dino
1: Yep Bo Falloon The mate of Johnny Sutton and that Yeah,
3: yeah he's a bra boy yep. Razor.
2: Yep
1: So Alright boys, we might chuff off to another break here on Rabbitohs Radio Podcast
4: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back Welcome
3: back, welcome back, welcome back NRL
2: News brought to you by NG Farrow Real Estate First thing, crowds of up to 10,000 will be allowed from July 1 So we can all get to Bankwest Stadium and watch a few games now And I have did a preview of Bankwest for us before on the show So yeah. h- how do you reckon that'll work, Movo? Will you go into a ballot? Well, no, I think it might – well, I don't know. Because it'll be members only, won't it? Well, maybe the members get the first preference. I'm not Definitely. exactly sure. Yep. But 10,000 tickets will be on sale, maybe 5,000 for each fans. We'll have to wait and see. As soon as we know that, we'll uh, let you all know. But I think, yeah, well, it might just be on a first-in, first-served basis when they become available If once all the members have had their choice.
3: Because there there were some corporate there on the weekend –
1: there's 415 South members 15, as well. Yeah, But I put in for... Members, were they? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I got an email, yeah. membership email.
2: And that's a great initiative for the members. So that's another benefit of being a member of the Rabbitohs. You get uh, go into a ballot to go to these games. All three of us are members here. And you've got that option to go to the game. But after July 1, there'll be more of us fans allowed to go. And there's also something about the obstruction, real chaps.
1: Yeah, well they spoke about it earlier in the year. The coaches got together with Graham Annersley and and they they just wanted to get rid of all the grey areas and, and to be honest this year I think it's been uh, there hasn't been too many um Oh discrepan- there was what,
3: there was one on the weekend.
1: There was one on the weekend.
3: Ben Hunt? Did you see that one?
1: Yeah, they went through that one, yeah. He made
3: a defensive a poor defensive read and he came in on the bloke. And they ruled no try. It's, it's yeah. just it's yeah, it was, it was just a not couple. There was,
1: yeah, there was there was a, f- a few over the weekend. They went over, in um Graham Annesley's report there. But I um, know oh, I guess they've come to a truth. They're trying not to. The coaches aren't trying to whinge about in press conferences as you as you've seen mm. as well. I think there's, they've mm. sort of come to an agreement. Mm. Yeah. And um, the NRL with their uh, Graham Annesley briefing on Monday, he's going over it and. and and just giving you a reason why it was right or it was wrong, and you know, you're just going to have to roll on yeah. with it. And um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was a sad bit of news, boys, the passing of Noel Kelly, uh, an absolute legend of the game. Yep. Toughest blokes. Uh, played played at all levels, boys. Played for New South Wales and Queensland, because you could do that back in the day, depending on what competition you're in. And mm-hmm. um, played 25 games for Australia back then, so... It's just, it must have been just about the first pick, boys. He's got Uh, that
3: many stories. I've been to a few sportsman's lunches where he's been the guest speaker. And unbelievable, some of his stories. And uh, like you said, tough as nails. And he's had that many stinks. And it was back in the day when you could just king hit blokes. And.
2: Wasn't he on telly back in the old controversy corner yeah, days? He was, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, with Rex, Rex.
1: Yeah, I think Rex so. Mosser. Yeah,
2: and Ron Casey and all that. And
1: I watched a clip where he blew up today. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he he was a hard man, mate. But uh, died yep. at the age of eighty-four, boys. So uh, had a fair innings, and you'll never hear a bad word said about him here in rugby league circles, boys. Yep. So
2: legend. Rest in peace.
1: Rest in Noel peace, Kelly. Noel Kelly. To, and um, condolences to nickname, family and friends. Nicknamed Ned. Yep. yep.
2: Okay, let's move on to the preview of the Warriors game. Now, both teams have named the same 17. Jimmy the Jets' 20th man, but we think maybe you're not going to play. Any wording at the press conference today, chaps?
1: Well, I just, just reading sort of between the lines, Cookie didn't seem too confident about him playing, and it wasn't anything to do with fitness, you know. But um, Tom Burgess did mention that he's actually in pretty good nick fitness-wise. He was just trying to... Get his plays on in, in training and all that sort of stuff. Get he, get his set plays down. So yeah, yeah. I, I just like think he needs to get that that head right for a little yeah. bit, and that's that's the most important thing for a football player. You You'd think he'd mate? be
2: ready. It's, it's probably just he's always been a right. finely
1: tuned machine, hasn't he, boys?
2: Yes, mm, he he'd be fit enough. And also, it's Cody Walker's hundredth game, so it's another reason for him to rise to the occasion. Not that he needed any last week in his 99th game. He killed him. So, Cody, congrats, mate. Can't wait to see you out there. And it is at Bankwest Stadium. I think l- earlier in the show I might have said it's at
1: Central Coast. Central
2: Coast. So if anyone's on their way driving up there, book some accommodation. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, oh, it's at Bankwest. And it's it's I did read tw- it somewhere. Maybe I was looking at the one below, the game below somehow. Maybe. That's what I've but probably it's a, tr- it's a
1: tricky time slot, boys. 6 p.m. Um, on a Friday night. Now, jeez, yeah. to make it from to the game from out our way, it's going to be going to be struggling to get crowds out that way from mm. from well, the east, eastern suburbs, south Sydney area. Well, the only know? thing
2: that's going to be good once that new interchange opens for the West Connects, you'll be able to drive straight to the stadium oh, from right. the Tempe interchange. So it, no oh, one's really yeah. got a good because and it's straight there. So once all those right. all those roads are open, it's going to be really good access to that area.
1: Because you said it's a it's a state of the art, world class stadium, didn't you? Last it is, year? it's
2: a great stadium, man. Oh, bro- I'll
1: go out there this year once things kick off. Maybe all three of us could go out there one day and have a hundred oh, percent, have a food and a, and a beer out there. Yeah, we'll take
2: out once we get our media passes. And uh, yeah, we won't. Yeah, well, that, if we got them, if not, we'll take our Zoom six recorder and we'll interview some people out there. We might even just do our own little commentary at the game, our thoughts live from the sideline, sideline eye, Grand Chapel.
4: Yeah.
2: Okay, so we're both coming off wins, but we sit tenth and eleventh with two wins from five games. So both teams would be desperate to win and get in the top eight. Souths are a minus 10 differential. The Warriors minus 31. So we'd have to be slight favorites. But last week, the Warriors scored seven tries on the Central Coast against the Cowboys for 37 points. But it should have been 40-plus if Nick Arena could kick a goal because he kicked free from seven. Um, we've need to stop RTS. He had 23 runs for 216 metres. He's a weapon. Oh. What a player he is. Yeah, he's their strike player. Hicku scored a hat-trick, but they're forwards. A big I, 107... can't
3: believe, I can't believe Peter
1: Hicku scored a hat-trick, honestly.
2: Well, on his day, he's hot and cold, I know. but He
1: let one in too. Did you see that one where he let it dribble in the in goal? Yeah. The bloke picked his pocket. I think it was Carl Phil. Yeah.
2: And also, they've got this hulking 117-kilo prop called Jermaine Tanua brown Brownie, are you related at all? Or... No, he's... I don't think so, mate. I don't, know, I
3: don't,
2: much I don't <laughs> know much. about him, but he he's ran for big meters. He's uh, yeah, I oh, know he's related. <laughs> <laughs>
3: he for
1: big oh, they, 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 that Toe Harris had a big game last week, and also did. the guy that I mentioned who who's only played, oh, you know what, ten or twelve NRL games in his life. The Tongan bloke. Did you watch his mum had a video footage of, of his mum watching him play for the first time ever? she's never Tonga, ever seen. him yeah.
3: play. Oh wow.
1: It was um it was on social media. His name was uh Elisa. Katoa, the big boy he he scored a try and he also set one up he had a try assist in the game. He's someone we're going to have to watch. He he operates in that that left corridor boys. So. Yeah they're
2: very oh. skillful. They would have been he would have been the toast of Tonga his mum would have been ecstatic seeing him score no, a media. it was
1: it was pretty emotional it was it was uh, and the NRL organised that the NRL development officers oh, in Tonga organised that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so Yeah they, look they just uh, they bought her a TV she didn't have a TV. Yeah. They bought her a TV got it there hooked yeah. it all up so she could wow. watch it with her um, family and that yeah. so Fantastic.
2: Toast of Tonga. Mm.
3: Yeah. Just back to the Warriors, boys. um, You know, you just never know which team's going to turn up. Really. Yes. They're they're good one week, poor the next. You know, good. That has been their system so far, since we've been back. They've been good one week, bad. So they're good last week. Hopefully, they're bad. Bad
2: next week. week. Yeah.
3: And we'll be good again.
1: Hopefully, they're reading the paper this week, boys. Yeah, well, I but they
3: are—they are very skillful. Sorry, chaps, to cut you off, but they are very skillful, and this game does suit them the way it's played. Uh, very up tempo. They like the offloads, mm. if you know. And Roger, like you said, out, out of oh, that's uh, yes.
2: Well, they really dominated the cows, and I think maybe the cows are hot and cold too. They're, they've. I think they've had a, a win and a loss, haven't they? So yeah. I don't know if they're, a they're, they're struggling a bit.
1: Have we overrated the Cowboys a little bit, boys? Perhaps they know. have.
2: Because that's a, the, if you look at the Warriors stats last week, they, they hammered them. Look, put 40, could have put 40 on them. They, seven tries.
3: Well, what about a couple of weeks ago? They completed 45 out of 47 against the Dragons. So they can do it. Mm. That's what I'm saying. You yeah. can just oh, go oh, be yeah, yeah. We're yeah. going
1: to have to be on our game to knock them off, boys. Because they could turn around and, and give it to us. You, you don't know. But um, like you said, with the Cowboys... Um, had a bit of um, no luck early in the game with what he's doing, his calf, uh, Valentine, Valentine. Holmes, so Yeah. That well, was a bit of a, threw him off a bit. I think someone else was ruled out for the game as well, mm. um, another of their players.
2: so I think he's out this week. They've got a, a kid at fullback, a rookie at fullback this week, the cows, just looking at the sides. So. So, yeah, he, yeah. He's,
1: he's a bit of a star, isn't he?
2: Yeah. All right, do you want to move on to the predictions, chaps? And you can kick us off. What do you got? South uh, by how many?
1: Predictions? Well, I'm... Casting my mind back to that game in the Sunshine Coast last year where uh, we we went down by a couple of tries more than once in the game, and Cody Walker's come and got us out of jail. He scored a couple of tries, set a few up. He was instrumental in the wing. I'm hoping it's not like that. I reckon it's going to be a 26 point win, boys, by the Robitoes. Wow. All right. Yeah, we're going to go right on. There have
2: been some big scores. We're going to go right on with it. We won by 20 last week.
1: A couple of bikes have broken a. Try scoring drought. Braden Burns hadn't scored a try in a long time. Scored one on the weekend, and yep. Latrell Mitchell. Mm. Yes. Expecting a um, couple of tries out of them blokes.
3: I was very close with my bet last week, guys. You were. Uh, yeah. Latrell, and when you said Luttrell first try scorer one to twelve, I did say thirteen plus earlier in the day.
2: Yep. But I changed. changed. I don't know why. And, I, I quite, and when I you changed. said it, I did say what about thirteen plus? So not. Well, I'm trying to take any credit, but yeah, I did did say that, and that was well, a big I'm, result too. It was Latrell into thirteen plus, and I'm going to go the other end, I'm going to say South by one. And I hope it's a Cody left foot snap to win the match. I'll go South by ten, boys. Anyway, good show.
1: Yep, good show, lads. Good show, boys. We'll, uh, we'll see you next week after a back-to-back wins, eh? 100%. Glory, glory. Glory, glory. Take us out, Mova.
2: Rabbitohs Radio is hosted by Grant Chapel, Darren Brown and me, Steve Maven and is brought to you by Export Freight Systems, The Juniors, NG Farrah, Rise Foundation, and Burke Street Bakery. For more information on this episode, click the episode webpage in the show notes, and please remember to subscribe and leave us a review. We'd also like you to follow our Rabbitohs Radio Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube channel. We'll be back next week with another episode, and up the mighty Rabbitohs.